Welcome to the Inspired Action Podcast. This is where we have motivational, inspiring conversations and interviews that we hope you will enjoy listening to. If you're interested in creating more balance in your life, understanding your five element energetic nature, finding the path of greatest ease, or releasing the baggage of this lifetime and discovering ancient alchemy that can help you fly in your life, join us and other inspired actioneers on this alchemical transformational journey. Hey, Alchemists. Welcome to the Inspired Action Podcast. I'm Jay, and I'm here with my co-host, Lita Herman. Hello, everyone. The topic of our conversation today is you, Y-O-U, every aspect of your life that needs attending to, otherwise known as the nine palaces. As we introduced in the last podcast, you have nine palaces, which are nine areas of your life that you need to constantly attend to and work on and try to balance. And they encompass everything, but the nine palaces officially are career, relationship, health, abundance or wealth, home, travel or adventure, children or creativity. We'll explain that one. Wisdom and prosperity. And so how about we do a little history of the nine palaces? Sure. Let's start with a history lesson. That'll keep everyone riveted. I mean, there's not, it's actually a myth that I'm going to tell you about. So wait, wait, is this about the old dude with the turtle? Yes. The the, the tortoise. (laughs) No. All right. So what's the difference between a turtle and a tortoise? Okay. A tortoise lives on land. A turtle lives both on land and in water, I guess. Did you have to look that up? I had to look that up. (laughs) Because I'm like, I don't know the difference, but okay, I do quite and there, and kind of remember that. I think a lot of myths about tortoises being super old. Yeah, they live, they live really, a long really time. long, long lives. Yes. Anyway, okay. this Sorry. Ma- this myth goes back to over 2000 BC. So it's it's an old myth, and there was an, an old emperor. tortoise. Yeah, there was a guy, a dude. Maybe the tortoises are mortal. <laughs> okay, okay, yeah, but he is. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. I'm sorry. And and he found this tortoise, and on the underplate of its shell was the magic square. Wow. And so that sounds cool. The magic square kind of is like Sudoku. <laughs> <laughs> I said that the other day. I said, did that tortoise invent Sudoku? I think it, I think they or the guy did. So there's three rows of three columns, a total of nine boxes. And each bo- each row, column, and even diagonal adds up to 15. Now in Sudoku, yeah, you don't have to different. add up yeah. all of that to, to 15, but it's similar. Wow. That's really cool. And so the reason that it's related to the nine palaces, the magic square, each one of the magic square boxes is one of the nine palaces. And each of the boxes is also associated with one of the five elements. And we went over the five elements in one of our uh, previous episodes. But so today we're going to keep building on the energy, the five elements, the, the nine palaces, which like I had just said before, it encompasses your whole life. They make up your day to day. The next step is really to look at yourself is commitment. You're actually committed to working on yourself through the nine palaces. You'll see as we go through them, which ones stand out, which ones are probably okay. And then you can start to commit and really work on what is kind of off in your life right now. We call that the self-cultivation and you need to make some serious commitments to yourself. Because when you do self-cultivation, you know, it's not just about meditating in the morning or exercising. You have to look at everything. Yeah. And it goes beyond the transformation mind. Yeah. It's the next step once you 
figure out what you want to work on. So I'll give you a quick example would be like the health palace because that comes up a lot in when I'm doing coaching sessions, uh, strategy sessions. It's, you know, the commitment to yourself to move your body every day, whether it's dance, some kind of meditation like Qigong or Tai Chi or actual meditation, yoga, something that's defined as movement, vitality, energy. It's a daily practice. It's really important to get this habit, replace old habits with new habits. And usually when a busy life comes later, this is the first thing right out the window. And not to mention what happens when we get stressed and busy. We start eating, you know, at McDonald's and drinking milkshakes and hamburgers. And we all kind of know that that's not the best diet for your health. And so it's really that commitment that... Yeah, the commitment to, you know, get up in the morning and do whatever you decide to do, whatever you find that joy, whatever you find that passion doing. And it's not a chore. It might be a little bit of a chore in the beginning because you're going to change it into a habit, but you really will become passionate and love to do it. That's the goal. It's about putting yourself first. So if you decided you're going to meditate every day and you're too busy, well, guess what? You, you know, what's that Zen proverb? The, the Zen proverb that I love to, to share with people is you should sit in meditation for 20 minutes every day. Unless you're too busy, then you should sit for an hour. <laughs> <laughs> and Gandhi has a similar one. He, he said, I have so much to accomplish today that I must meditate for two hours instead of one. <laughs> now that's the truth. Isn't that? <laughs> so if you get the, the wisdom from those two quotes, if you're too busy to meditate, you should be meditating more. more. <laughs> so if you say, I'm too busy to do Tai Chi, you should be doing Tai Chi more. If you say, I'm too busy to be doing yoga every day, you should be doing yoga every or day. Or eat good food, yes. you know. I'm too busy to eat good food. Yes. Then you know what? You should be eating more good food. So <laughs> take the time to work on yourself, make some commitments on eating better or doing your meditation or whatever it is for you. So we're going to just go a little bit into some time management. Everyone has the same uh, time, same 24 hours a day. We're going to actually, the next episode of this podcast is going to be time. It's all, all about, about time. time. Yeah. So everyone has the same 24 hours a day. People say all the time, I don't have enough time for this, this, and this, and this. It's just mild excuses that can get into bigger excuses that can really start to become blocks. But we all have the same 24 hours a day. What you do with that is your choice. And we're not saying things are right or things are wrong. It's where you are right now. This is what you need to look at. And the nine palaces breaks it down so it's easy to really look at all these aspects of your life. Because if you think, hey, I've got my my shit together. I've got my family's good. My relationship's good. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry. We're not going to keep it clean. Um, so relationship's good. Career's good, but over here, I'm letting my creativity go. You know, I'm working all the time. That's probably the second one that goes out the window is creativity. And so the nine palace is really about keeping awareness that you have all these aspects of your life. Yeah. And Um, you know, I I should say really quickly, not so much, it could be going out the window. It could also go the other way and become excessive. Too much, too Too much, too much much. creativity is not a good thing. (laughs) Too much health, too much. All of the nine palaces can swing one way or the other. And you want to kind of fit in that middle where everything just kind of clicks together and it feels right to you. Um, So lately in the past, I don't know, maybe six, seven, eight months now, I've been doing Tai Chi every day in the morning before I do anything else, before I touch my phone, before I open my computer, It really has been uh, a transformational thing for me. I've kind of dabbled in it for years along with meditation, which I also do every day. But, you know, when we met with Lita's teacher, Master Jeffrey Yuen, and he talked to us about Tai Chi. Yeah, it was amazing. He he just said this very simple thing. He said, if you don't do Tai Chi every day, pick something else. 
do something else. Find something every day to connect with because you're wasting your time if that's not the thing you want to do every day. For me, that simple little thought, that concept changed everything for me because I would do Tai Chi for like four or five days, take a day or two off. Then I would do it for a whole week and maybe take a week or two off. Or maybe I wouldn't do it on vacation. And I still thought that I was practicing the Tai Chi. But you know, he's absolutely right. It's that commitment to do it every day. I, I'm excited. I'm looking forward. I look forward to it every day. It really has made a huge amount of difference. It also has helped my meditation as well. It's like if you think you're you're a very integrous person, what about your self-integrity? You know, yes. I mean, maybe you keep all your commitments to everyone else and you yours get blown out the window all the time. Like maybe it's time to be committing to yourself what you want to do and keep that integrity. So it is the integrity and the commitment. They go hand in hand. So if you say, you know, I'm going to do this every day and then you keep putting it off, putting it off. Over time, are you really going to believe yourself? Yeah. Are you really going to trust yourself? And ultimately, we're trying to help ourselves get some time with ourselves. Yes. Yeah, spending quality time with, guess who? Yourself. That's Numero the huge uno. challenge. <laughs> you know, a lot of people do exactly the opposite. They fill their, day their days with so many things and they help so many other people that they spend no time with themselves, no time for thought, no time for meditation, no time. They might throw in an exercise, but it's purely physical, which it's not necessarily always bad, but it's moving the body, but it's just uh, an afterthought, a squeezing in, a stuffing, as we like to say. So if you're that kind of person, this is definitely a podcast you want to pay attention to for to go over the nine paths. We're going to start right now. We're going to start with career. career. So I, I like to talk to people about, do you have a job or do you have a career? If you have a job and you're just working for money, paying the bills, mortgage, food, you know, maybe buying your kid, you know, stuff to do, sports or different activities, or do you have a career where you're passionate about your work, that you're excited to get up every morning and go and do whatever it is that you're doing? Those are the differences. You know, it, if you love your job or your career, then I would say the career palace maybe is not something that you has a red flag going up right away. We could dig, dig it a little deeper and see why do you work? If you say, I, I love my job, I work 80 hours a week. Then it's out of balance. Then it's out of balance. Too much of a good thing. So you, so you'd have to, you know, you'd have to go through these yourself. But if you're like, I can't get out of bed. I dread getting up every morning. Like you're like the donut man on time to make the donuts. Do you remember that commercial? That was like 3 a.m. or 4 a.m. He had to get up and he dreaded it every day. But I had had smiled. I've had jobs like that where I was literally saying time to make the donuts at 5 (laughs) a.m. That would be. So if you're saying it's time to make the donuts, even have you ever made a donut ever in your life? I think I have. Okay. Was it at 5 a.m.? <laughs> no, I've never been a baker, thank goodness. Yes, the bakers. So unless you're a baker, no. But if you're getting, if you're not getting up jazzed and excited and looking forward to it, then you might want to look at the career palace and we would start to unravel why you're doing what you do now and how did you get stuck in there? Because, you know, if you're the sole breadwinner of your family and there's a lot of pressure on you, you might have picked a job that's lucrative, perhaps, or not lucrative, but it, that you feel is necessary and you're not really happy with it. You know, there's this movie we, we talk about and it's called Up in the Air and it has George Clooney and he his job is to go and fire people. And so he's is setting up this, I'm set, I'll set up the scene, the scene really quick. So he's in the room, he's firing this guy, which is J.K. Simmons, who's kind of a big actor now as well. Um, and he's looking at him, he's going through it and he said, at what 
price did you sell out your dreams? And the guy says 27,000. He didn't even a year. stop. 27 grand, didn't even miss a beat. He already knew the day he put off his dream, which happened to be to be a chef and he's, you know, George Clooney points out what he did. He went to he worked on summers, he did this, and at that point he sold out on his dream. He did the the job for the family to raise to make money. And so George Clooney turns us around and says, do you, do you want your kids to see you happy? Do you want your kids to see you smiling every day? Go take this opportunity and become a chef. And that's what this is about. If your yeah. career palace is out of balance, there's got to be a time when you say, okay, I've done this shitty job. Oh, there's my beep. I've done this crappy job for long enough. This is what I need to do to make it better. Yeah. And does, does your career reflect who you are? you know, and who you want to be. Are you proud of it? Are you, are you feeling like you can stand tall? Yeah. And, and if, if you have a fallback career, then what, what are you falling back from? Yeah. Your passion, your love, your joy. Exactly. You could definitely look at those kind of things. A yoga teacher said to me the other day, I just ran into him. I said, what are you doing now? He goes, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm an engineer. I said, really? I said, are you still teaching yoga? And he's like, no. I, yeah. I, this is my fallback career. I had to go back on the fallback. <laughs> so if he had the passion for yoga, for yogurt and yogurt. yoga, yes. and his passion for yoga, then he would try to find, maybe he did it for 20, 30 years. We don't know. I'd have to know a little bit more, but that's definitely a little red flag that for, in my opinion, if he says I'm at my fall up and did he say it with joy? Or no, no, no. no. Okay. But he was building a house. He was excited about that. I mean, he was enjoying the money and you know, it's, it's this conundrum that a lot of us have. You know, people have decisions and choices every day. It's, there's no right or wrong. It just is what it is. So if a red flag or you're nodding your head that maybe you have a similar story, you might want to look at the career palace. The next palace is relationships. Ah, that's another good one. So we love to reference the old Saturday Night Live. Stuart Smalley. Okay, we're going old school today. Very old school. So I'm smart enough, I'm good enough, and doggone it, people like me. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what it's really about. The first relationship you need to be concerned about is with yourself. And Stuart Smalley would you knew this so well. Would you be in a relationship well. with yourself? Yeah, would you want to be in a relationship with yourself? Would you want to date yourself? Would you want to marry yourself? Okay, that's another okay, that's show. That's a little but, weird. <laughs> but it's the point is, would you want to be in a relationship with yourself? Or do you not like who you've become or who you are? And, you know, when you go out in the world, do other people like you? Or are they picking fights with you? Confrontation, or? angry, anger. Um, how do you interact with other people and how do they interact with you? And, and, you know, we know people who think of themselves as really kind and loving. And then when they go out in the world, there's a lot of animosity or just lack of peace in the world around them. So, and so know, what's if, causing that difference? If this is something that you're going, yeah, that's, that's me, then again, this would be a palace that you'd want to maybe look a little deeper in, the relationship palace. And what I do when I'm working with people, and this one does come up a lot, we talk about maybe being you know, some road rage. And are you the person who's getting cut off? Or are you the person cutting people off? Right. Okay. You the person getting flipped off or are you flipping people off? So this is something, you know, if you're standing in line at the grocery store and you're like really, you know, irritated, are you tapping your foot? Are you making really rude comments or are you just standing there quietly or are you the cashier? <laughs> um, so these are the questions you need to, and situation you need to look at. What I do is I have people write 10 things that they hate about themselves. 
and they do that. And usually, boy, those come right out flying. I hate this. I hate that. And then I take the paper and I crumple it up and I throw it away. And then I say, okay, now 10 things that I, ha- that they love about themselves. And they take a little bit longer on that one. They maybe do one or two or three. And then we have to talk a little bit about it. So you can see how easy it is to write down all the flaws and how you have to work at seeing all the beautiful complimentary things, great things about yourself. And so it's really about, you know, what are the affirmations? you could say to help you love yourself some more. And, and usually an issue. once we get over the hump of writing really good things about yourself, people can go on and on. And sometimes I have to tell them, okay, that's great. You might be a journaler. So you can really journal every day. You can work on affirmations. You can write pages and pages about how wonderful you are, how you listen, how you you are there for other people. And so, it, it, you know, that could also be a little bit of a flag, but it's, it could be a healthy thing. It could and be a healthy thing. If you can't think of affirmations, go go watch Stuart Smalley. Yeah. YouTube. He's got tons of them and they're very funny and you can, you know, but mostly affirmations will come, they'll come from the divine or from some kind of inspirational thing. They that, should make you feel good. Yes. They should be positive That's and make you feel good. And so it does take a little bit of time to work on, you know, the affirmations, but they will work for you. And so relationships is obviously not just about you. It's about relationships with other people as well. And there are two kinds of relationships. There are your conditional relationships, which are that you usually your family relationships. Unconditional. I'm sorry, unconditional. And then unconditional, which is usually your family. I got it backwards. That's okay. So the conditional is your romantic relationships. So those are the ones we usually choose, uh, even though they say the heart chooses. Uh, But those are the ones that we usually choose. And those are the dating and the married and those, correct? Yes. Yes. Okay. And then the unconditional that's your family. Those and, are the ones you we're know, stuck with no matter what. We're stuck with them. Can't choose your family. And if you hate your family, I mean, some people disown their family. Many it's, people it's have possible. issues with the family. And then they create a new family. But the only people that you really have that unconditional love with in, in terms of like it being prescribed, it's supposed to be. And so, you know, in Chinese culture, just to bring in Chinese medicine, that's a huge thing. I mean, ancestral uh, obedience, so to speak, is really huge. And we're not saying that you have to do that in any way, but just by the very nature of your mother is gave birth to you, uh, even if she's not a very nice person, you may still feel that you have to have this relationship with your mother. That was very Freudian. Go right to the yeah, mother. <laughs> go right to the mother. But it could be your brother. No, I hear a lot of sister. sibling things. With, you know, yeah. back when I was 10, you know, my brother did something really mean to me and they have carried this relationship through 10, 20, 30, 40 years because of that one incident that happened when they were children. And that whole, her whole life had been kind of moved, moving through and around that. So once, and she had not even talked about it for 30 years. I think it was like 30 years. Hadn't even thought of it. But as we started to go through this, it really started to unravel. And they never really had a great relationship. But it, was, it wasn't it was a bad relationship. It was just it needed to uh, be resolved. And so that's what she ended up working on. Because it really was something that she had forgotten about, but it was still there on subconsciously. And this palace is really about your spouse mostly or your partner. And, and can you be kind and loving to your family when you come home at the end of the day? Or are you more kind and loving to the strangers you meet? And that can happen as well, where, you know, at home, we're all bitchy and mean and at work and out in the world, we're all super, super nice and, you know, are just 
wonderful to the cashier at the checkout. But when we get home, it's like, hurry up. You're making me wait. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I definitely, I think that, so if you're nodding your head or you know that this is something, this would be a palace that you'd want to try to work on, you know, um, and just try to figure out what is not feeling really good for you. Or it could be the other way. Let's talk about really, really quick, the extreme of having a relationship palace issue. You know, you may have a relationship that is not working and, and really doesn't need to continue. And yet you hang on, you hang on for years and years. And I have worked with many, many people who have done that as well. And, you know, they, you, they blame themselves for, for the relationship issues, but it doesn't really matter whose fault it is. It's not working. And, and if you can't get it to work, then maybe it's time to give it up. Yeah. And that's again, the internal dialogue, the transformational mind, understanding who you are energetically. And then right into this next step of the nine palaces, it's really, you know, if you're not happy in a relationship, this would be a palace you'd work on. Right. And so when we talk about Jay doing strategic coaching, it's really about evaluating all of these very intricately woven aspects of your life. Every uh, one of the nine palaces affects the other. And so the next one is health. Health. So my, my first thought on health is you accept, deny, or transform. Boom. It's easy. You either accept who you are or you're in denial or you fix it. Yes. That's, that's the easy way. It's this, this one doesn't come up a lot in my sessions. It does sometimes, but it's usually a very easy one to fix if you, or work on if you, if you just follow that right there. Unless you have emotional issues that are yes. causing some of the health yes. issues. Which be, could, could be coming from another palace. Right. If you have relationship issues, your health might be suffering. I see that all the yeah. time in my so, practice. So, you know, are you overweight? Are you underweight? Do you exercise? Do you not move your body? Are you happy the way your body moves through the world? world. How are you carrying yourself? How do you take care of yourself? As far as food goes, what are you putting in your body? What are you doing to fuel yourself through uh, life? And are you like maybe exercising too much? Are you training for a marathon? Are you just, or do you pamper yourself? Do you always do good things for yourself? And here's a really simple one. What do you think about your body image? Yes. Yes. Like, that one, that, that does come up. Yes. I, I am blown away. I have all different body types come in and often they'll say they really hate their body image. It could be someone really thin. It could be someone overweight. It could be any kind of variation of a body. And uh, what would it be like to be really happy with your body? You know, I, I do get that a lot. And it's not just with women. You'd be surprised. I I have some, definitely some men clients have some issues, yes, with their body, the way they look. As everyone, you know, the way they look naked. That's the saying, right? You know, (laughs) how do you look when you take your clothes off? So the naked, the naked self body image or or just in general. Um, So, all right. So that is, if you're saying, yes, that's me, health would be one um, that you'd want to look at. And then also we could think about um, what is causing you not to fulfill the health palace if you really have made a commitment to yourself to exercise, for example, every day. Or wait, or are you just talking about it all the time? Right. And or you torture yourself all week long because you're like, I didn't go to the gym. I wanted to go to the gym. I didn't go to the gym. Then you stop blaming somebody. I couldn't go because this person needed me or I couldn't go because I had to work too much. Or it, it, So it, it kind of all comes into clarity as you start to look at this palace, things will start to come into vision. You'll start to see where you need to work on things. The next palace is wealth or it's sometimes called abundance. Yeah. Wealth. This one comes up a lot when I see people. Uh, And I, my main theme on this is when is enough enough? 
Are you worried about money all the time? Either too much or not enough? Does this consume your thoughts? Does it help? Does it, does it kind of infiltrate all of your day-to-day decisions on money? And you may, might be like, no way that I don't feel that way. Then you don't have this palace a little out of balance. But a lot of people don't realize that every decision they make is based on money. And it really doesn't matter how much money you have. If you have the mindset of a wealthy person or a person of poverty, that's a mindset. You could have someone with a million dollars in the bank feel very, very poor all day. They don't feel the wealth. They don't have enough. Yeah, they and, always want more. And it, and you maybe sometimes judge yourself by lack of money or maybe too much money. It could be a greed thing. Uh, I've seen that as well. Do you, do you think that you're a better person if you make more money? Do you think society thinks you're a better person that you make more money? Or do you think that you're kind of not a good person because you don't make enough money? These are all the questions that can throw up little red flags if you have a wealth palace that's out of balance. And it can affect your relationship palace because what does your partner think about how much money you make? Well, it can affect your health palace. It it could affect your travel palace because you think you never have enough money to travel. Yes, of course. That's Um, true. So it can really kind of seep into all the palaces. You know, do you, are you comfortable with the resources that you have to live comfortably? Do you always want more? Are you always craving more? Now, don't be confused with wanting to have more experiences, but this is like a a craving of never being satisfied. Satisfied, Yes. Um, And and are you afraid of of making money because you might be seen as greedy? Or have too much. Yes. Or not sharing or... And a lot of people have that fear. They don't, they don't want to appear as greedy. And a lot of people keep their finances close to their chest, to close to their, their, what do you say, that close to your vest pocket or whatever, (laughs) but they don't like to talk about it with other people. That's what I'm trying to say. They don't like to have open conversations with anyone who's not in the immediate circle. And then other people are much more open about it, but this is just to see if you, any of these things are ringing true that you might want to talk about in the wealth palace. And there's one more thing, like how many decisions do you make that are based on money. Yeah, that's what I said before. Like if every decision, you might be like, no way, I don't do that. But think about it. What are you going to have for food? Where do you shop for food? What do you wear for clothes? What kind of car? When's the last time you got a new car? When you last got, time got anything new? And, it, it goes on and on and And maybe on. your health palace is suffering because you're eating ramen noodles to save money. Yes, yes. It could just go, it you goes know, into a lot of the palaces. <laughs> Not that, I don't have anything against ramen noodles, but you know, day in and day out, that's, I've, I've heard of people who do that. Yeah, and also, you know, the creativity palace, it could, in all the children palace, if all your money's going to fuel the children, there could be some resentment. There could be some different issues going on yeah. there. Or if it's your creativity, if all of your money goes to, let's just say, being an artist, every last penny goes towards the craft or the art, that could be an imbalance. Basically, it affects every other palace. Yes. I think that now in this modern times, absolutely. One of the questions that I ask uh, people that I'm working with, have you ever been happy with the wealth in your life? And I get a lot of people who say, no, never, never, ever their whole life. They felt like they were lacking. They felt like they were poor mentality. Um, Usually it's on the lacking side, but sometimes it's the abundance over, you know, they feel guilty that they're a trust fund baby, or they feel guilty that their parents are millionaires, or they feel guilty that they married into money. Yeah. Uh, So a lot of different things. Yep. Um, Next is home. 
And I want Home to think, is where the heart is. Yes, yes. So I want you to think about that magic square I talked about earlier and these three rows of three boxes. There's one that's in the middle and that's the home palace. And remember, this is home with the capital H. Home with the capital Although, H. Although we do also talk about this as home where you live. Yes. Definitely in this perspective. And definitely when you're thinking about the nine palaces, you really do need to think about what do I need to do for my physical home? But also, yes. what do I need to do to have a sense of belonging and community in my life? And do I feel hospitable to others? Would you want to be a guest in your own home? That's a great way to think of it. Because you know, are, do you have a pleasant place to be? Is it where you feel comfortable? Is where you get away from the outside world to be yourself in the inside place, in your own home? And this is the palace of when people have this sense of longing. You know, a Is real it longing or belonging of, of both yeah. longing for, for community, longing for connection, longing for feeling like you have a sense of home. Like it's your sanctuary. Do yeah. you have, have you created that sanctuary where people would want to come over and hang out and share meals and, you know, celebrate certain times of the year for different holidays? Or do you have the house that people just don't want to come to? They just uh, would rather go anywhere else. So if the, any of these things are throwing up little uh, head nods or red flags, you would look at the home palace as something that you'd want to spend a little more time thinking about. And there is one more thing, which is that if you may have a beautiful, amazing home and lots of people come to it, but you might still feel lonely yes. and disconnected. So I would, if that's the case, I would say, what would be your ideal sense of what a home would feel like in your life? Yes. And then they, it might not be what they have. Yeah. They or might toss it all. Yourself. They would get rid of all of that beautiful house and those things that have a little shack on the beach. Because inside themselves, they feel right. Home. That's yeah. right. So that's, so those are the home, those are the home concerns or home palace, uh, uh things that you'd want to look at for. So the next one is travel. travel and or adventure. So it's known as both. Because it's not really necessary to travel all over the world to have a sense of adventure. So for this one, I like to say daydreamer or believer. So are you the type of person who, you know, is obsessed with wanting to travel the world, go to the Caribbean, you know, go swim with the whales, but you never leave your house. You never go anywhere. You um, just think about it. You read magazines. Now there's a whole industry that has emerged for daydreamers. People who think that they're just going to, they love to read about it. They love to, you know, look at the beautiful pictures and they want to go, but they never go. I love my travel magazines. Yes, I do too. <laughs> I do too. I think it's a sense of escapism. Um, so if, and then the believer is I'm going to go to the Caribbean and swim with that dolphin and I'm going to make my plans right now and I'm going to save up and I'm going to do this or I'm just going to go. I'm going to just find someone to go with or just go myself and they're just going to do it. So as we start to go through this adventure travel palace, things start to come up. Do you feel adventurous in your own life? Do you even know what a sense of adventure is? Do you like to try new foods? Like, do you go to new restaurants? Do you maybe take a day trip? Um, or are you just stuck in a rut? The same and, food every time, the same restaurants, the yeah, same parking the same spot. Old, same old, Yes. So if you have those kind of uh, issues in your life, maybe a little red flag pops up and you start to look at this palace as something that you may want to spend a little more time ex exploring. It's also about diversity of friends and having a global perspective because you don't actually have to leave your house 
house to, to fulfill the travel palace. You may already understand that humanity around yes. the entire world is all the same so without if, having to leave your home. Right. So if you feel comfortable, you know, like you just said about, I love my travel magazines. Now, Lita, you've traveled the world. Yes. You've seen firsthand. So for you, that travel palace is probably in a very good place. Yes. You, you know that the people in anywhere part of the world are the same. So for you, that would be a nice, simple beautiful palace. But other people might be fear. I see fear a lot. I'm afraid to travel. What if they're mean? What if I get kidnapped? What if they do, you know, they think that, you know, and I think a lot of that is maybe the media has created different parts of the world as maybe a little scarier, but in reality, most of the time it's very gentle. People are wonderful and amazing wherever you go. All right. We got to keep moving. So let's move on to the next palace, which is children, but not everyone has children. We all have creativity. And so it's about what are you creating? in your life. So do you aspire towards things in your life? Do you want a better world? I like to think of this one if you don't have children or if your children are not a huge part of your life at this point, wherever you are in your journey, you know, people say, oh, my artwork is my baby or working on that car all day long is my baby. So you that can, novel you're writing. Yeah, that right? novel. That's my baby. I'm going to, I'm working on it. So they, it's that feeling of it's like a child. A legacy, something that you're going to leave behind when you die. And, you know, if, if, if you're thinking about this palace, do you have difficulty taking care of your children? Do you even like your children? Do you like the fact of how they're moving through the world? Do you feel like they're a good representation of what you wanted them to be? Or do they consume all your intention and you're tired of them? Yes. Are they like takers constantly? I mean, I think to some degree children always are somewhat of takers because, you know, you're nurturing them and they, you, they need you to grow and to do things. But if it's excessive, you're nodding your head going, yeah, this is a, an issue for me. Then you would take a closer look at this palace of children and or creativity. Let's move on to wisdom. So wisdom is the ability to understand not based on what you know, but it's something that comes from within you. Like what, everyone that is going to college and go, taking classes and trying to read a lot of books, they're trying to gain knowledge. They're trying to fill their minds with knowledge. But wisdom's something different. Wisdom's like deeper than that. It's a deeper knowing. It's and it sense- comes through experience? Yes, yeah, it right? comes through experience. So I, I like to talk, this one comes up uh, quite a bit. You know, do you have a sense of faith that consoles you when you're fearful? Like, do you know things are going to be okay? Do you have that feeling inside that, you know, all is well or something happens, it'll all resolve itself? Do you have a deeper knowing inside of you that is about being wise or having the right answers. And do you know what you need to accomplish your goals? Like, do you already have that knowledge or do you have to go out and find it? Or do you seek, are you always asking people, other people? Some people are addicted to getting new skills. They just get one new skill after another new skill. They don't ever actually put it into practice. They just keep acquiring more And is that truly wisdom? No, no, that's that's not. It's just learning. Um, uh, So... Wisdom is applied knowledge. I think I, that's, that's a great way to yeah. put it. So, okay. So if this is something that you have and you're some yes or maybe, then this is a palace that you would look at. It doesn't come up too, too much, but it does come up. And I, I always ask people, if you had a problem in your circle of friends, would they come to you for the answer or do you go to someone else for the answer? And that usually that's a great way to think it of goes it. wisdom thing. Yeah. 
And the last palace is prosperity. Yay, prosperity. This, this is, is one of my, one of my favorites, favorite too. Oh, yes, I yes. know that. Okay. Yep. Because what's the difference between prosperity and wealth? It really is. Uh, I think it's a big issue in our society today. And people don't even know what prosperity is anymore. So prosperity is not just having enough, but having more than enough. So wealth is that feeling of abundance, like I have enough. Yes. But when you are prosperous. So when you have enough is enough, then yeah. what do you do? And it's not just money. It could be time. So, but what is your relationship to generosity? I always explore that. Do you feel like Gollum? <sighs> My precious. Yes. You about know, your it, money. You're or holding your on to everything so tightly that you don't, you know, you're not a good sharer or you're very miserly. Or do you give money with strings attached? That's always a, a, a sign also as well. You know, do you have a, is it easier to give than to receive? So That's something. Yeah. So you also have either a uh, prosperous mindset or you have a mindset that is holding back. Like a miserly. Yeah. So it doesn't matter how much money you have. In fact, prosperity isn't linked to money necessarily. It could right. be your time. Right. It could be just your compassion. I, I think judgment also comes in there as well. Like I would give that money to them, but he's just going to be a bum. He's not going to do anything with it. So I'm just not going to give it to him. I mean, I hear a lot of uh, judgment when this when this palace is way out of alignment, which is a lot because people have, uh, they're always thinking about themselves. Like I'm trying to work really hard to get money for my family, but it's not just about money. It's about time. It's about maybe some wisdom, some skills. You don't have to always just be thinking about money in this palace. Do you have enough to give freely to others? That's yeah, really what that's this is about. That's a good question. And do you feel like people are always imposing on your time and energy? So so you have nothing left to think about giving away. Or you think everyone's just a taker. They all want my money. Yeah. You know, and yes. then that's not a prosperous feeling. Or I give and I give and I give and no one gives back to me. Yeah. Which comes from another palace. Yeah. So one of the questions I ask is, have you ever felt prosperous in your life? And lots of times people just don't understand the concept of that. And so that would be a palace that you would really want to look at because that is another palace. We talked about wealth, but prosperity can be underlying their issue in a lot of different palaces. So even today, if you haven't felt prosperous, you could start today. What are three things you can do to share what you have with others? And not necessarily money. It doesn't have to be money. But it could be. But it's something you could share. Without strings, yours. without uh, conditions, without judgment. And without trying to get kudos from everyone. Yeah. So just either. something that you have excess of. I mean, you could be retired and then you want to, you know, help someone do their taxes or help them, you know, strategize something. Or you could be a stay-at-home mom and you could help take care of someone's kid for just an hour or two or something. You have time, you have the skills. It's just sharing in that prosperous thing. So it's a good one to really look at. I think it makes you everyone a better person when you're prosperous. Okay. So that's the nine palaces. And then just before we wrap this up, we wanted to mention one very important thing, which is when you start to balance all of the nine palaces, Jay mentioned this before, you don't want to overdo any of them and you don't want to underdo any of them. But Master Jeffrey Yuen, my teacher said, uh, when you lack moderation, it taxes your nine palaces. So overconsumption and overindulgences will tax and stress your nine palaces. So everything in moderation. Yes. That's a good way to remember. It's an old saying. It has a lot of wisdom to it. That's for sure. And then also I mentioned this probably almost every podcast is to find the path of greatest ease. So a lot of times with the nine palaces, 
you have created much more drama than there actually is. So if you find the path of greatest ease, drop some breadcrumbs, find your way back, find it every time you need it. And in a perfect world, um, what would you do? Like, yes. What would your nine palaces look like? This is a good like? exercise to really think about. This actually could be, if oh. you feel like doing homework, this is a good one to do. You can get a, a journal page or a piece of paper and you, in a perfect world, every morning, I would love to take time for myself and do what? Walk and the look, dog. See what comes up. Yeah. Meditate. You, you get to fill in the blank. And the palaces will, then you translate what you write down to what palaces they go to. So if you see, you know, I wish I could exercise every day. I wish I could have time to cook my breakfast. Wish I could have time to spend more time with my children. Those are all valid things that you'd want to do. So let's, let's move on to another homework exercise that you can do, which is very simple, which is let's say you do put a little time aside to meditate. So let's just start with the simplest way to meditate. You can uh, sit quietly and then you will get thoughts. And a lot of people say, don't, don't let any thoughts come in your mind. But let's say we do, we're going to do this easy, path of greatest ease. You're going to get thoughts. So you get a thought and then you don't judge it. You don't say, oh, that was a stupid thought. I shouldn't let that in my head. Just don't judge it and ask yourself, what is this thought or emotion that came up and where did it come from? And it will probably be in a palace. Yes, it will probably be associated with a palace. And then you'll get another thought that answers the question, where did this thought come from? So it's almost like, what's deeper than this surface thought that I just had? And maybe it came from some fear you're having or some anger. And then you ask again, where did that thought come from? The deeper thought. And so you're going to go deeper and deeper and backwards until... There's no more answers. And when you've gotten no more answers to that first thought, you've gotten to the home palace. So you'll, you'll feel that there's really, you're the, there's no other thing deeper than that. And that's the Tao. That's Taoism. That's the Tao. You're accessing something where nothing else can be before it. And that is the simplest meditation you can do. So again, let me recap. You're going to sit quietly, not try to make your mind be empty, but just empty it quickly. And then a thought comes and okay, there's that thought. Well, where did that thought come from? And then another thought comes to answer that question. And you say, well, where does that thought come from? And then you ask the question again, well, where did that come from? And you keep going backwards. I love it. I think let's do that with a journal, write some things down afterwards and see what comes up. Maybe do it for a week or two, see how it feels. And that is a perfect place to end for today. That was a really super, super fast on the nine fallacies. We will go through them uh, slower in future shows. And so the next show is going to be on the nine stages of alchemy. And I promise- after time management. Oh, after time. Yes. Next is about time. Then the nine stages of alchemy. We're going to break this stuff down. We're going to do some deep dives- And if you have any questions, feel free to send us a shout out on Facebook. You've been listening to the Inspired Action Podcast. You can follow our Inspired Actions on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. If you haven't yet, please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. If you have already, thank you so much. We read all reviews and really appreciate your input. Join us next week for another Inspired Action Conversation. Thank you for listening. Thanks for listening. And don't forget to hug the dog.